Welcome to the broadcast of Veganish and All Things Healthy. And today I have with me guest Anissa Hudak. She is a 500 hour yoga teacher and Reiki master. Her life has been entwined with PTSD trauma in the military. Not only is she the daughter of a Vietnam veteran, she was also married to an active duty member, an Iraq-Afghanistan veteran, for over 20 years. For three years, she volunteered at the Warrior Transition Battalion at Fort Riley, Kansas, providing yoga therapy, meditation, and other holistic treatments to the soldiers, family members, and staff. After seeing others struggle and having her own personal struggles with trauma PTSD, she was inspired to create the Trauma Healing Yoga Therapy Program as a yoga therapist therapist and founder of the trauma healing yoga therapy um, program as a founder she guides others in the use of effective science science-based yoga therapy and other holistic te- uh, techniques for the management healing of symptoms related to ptsd and trauma for people who want to control their ptsd and not allow it to control them recently i've focused her at Recently, she's focused her efforts to work with women who have been sexually traumatized to help them heal their PTSD and other trauma-related issues with yoga therapy. As a twice-rape survivor, she intimately understands the needs for these women face and help them navigate their healing journeys. She earned her 200-year registered yoga teacher and 500-year, or hour, not year, 500-hour registered yoga teacher and was awarded her certification in yoga therapy from the International Association of Yoga Therapy. Additionally, she's completed 120-hour yoga fit warrior training and MBSR online course through the Center of Mindfulness in Medicine, Healthcare, and Society of the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Currently a student with Phoenix Rising School of Yoga Therapy, she's learning another approach to utilize yoga to help release trauma from the body. She works with people with all types of physical conditions. However, she specializes in working with those suffering from PTSD, TBI, and all trauma-related issues and has been for over the past five years. The long intro, but welcome, Anissa, to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you as a guest. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, so let's start. Can you define what PTSD is and how people end up getting that condition? Well, yes. More than likely, everyone is walking around with a touch of PTSD. It's really hard for us to be um, living this human existence right now and not have a touch of PTSD. So what happens is, um, well, let me ask you, have you ever seen two dogs fight? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what happens after they fight? Um, often they play. It can be fight and then play, or it starts play and it gets aggressive, turns into a fight, and then they kind of separate, and then they come back. When you notice them separating, and then they kind of walk away from one another, have you ever noticed that they shake? No, I hadn't, actually. Mm. Well, usually that's what happens. And uh, the reason for that is that they're actually resetting their central nervous system. Mm. It's not just like a release of adrenaline or something? Nope. It is actually how they and their body reset their central nervous system. Oh. Um, you know, they, uh, they're playing, so they're in, you know, 
everyday homeostasis mode, right? Mm -hmm. And then they get into a fight, and they go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode. Mm -hmm. Generally, it's fight. I mean, it's, you know, dogs. Mm -hmm. And then in order to get back to homeostasis, they have to reset their central nervous system. And that is how they do it. They shake. Mm. So You mean shake like when they have water on them and they're shaking the water off, that kind of shake? um, It kind of looks like that, yeah. But generally, they they shake out each and every limb. um, (laughs) Shake it out like Taylor Swift. (laughs) Did she get her inspiration from the dogs? (laughs) Just kidding. Taylor Swift. Her famous song, Shake It Off, Shake It Off. Yeah, Shake It Off, Shake It Off, yeah. You know, so we're very much like them. I mean, we are animals. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we spend our day in our upper echelon brain where we do logistics and you make your grocery lists and, you know, you do all of your critical thinking and math. And um, this is also where your uh, emotion, your emotion section of your brain is held up in that upper echelon brain. So let's say we're walking down the street and we get mugged. We go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode. Mm -hmm. We go into what they call the reptilian brain. Mm -hmm. And that reptilian brain is where, um, you know, it it handles the stuff that you don't think about, like blinking and breathing, Um, you know, going to the bathroom. It lets you know to do that, Uh, belching, that kind of stuff. I mean, just all the rudimentary things that you don't think about doing. Mm Mm-hmm. However, that's where the fight, fight, freezer, fawn mode is held, back in that reptilian brain. So we go into that, and of course, you know, our whole thing is just survival. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the mugging is now over, and afterwards we start to shake. Now, that shaking process is so very, very... Um, important because that is what resets our central nervous system. So if you've ever seen anyone after a, a major event and they're shaking, like let's say a car accident, you know, everybody, as, as humans, we hate to see somebody else shake. We want to hold them. Um, oftentimes they'll be strapped down to a board, you know, uh, if it's a, uh, an ambulance type of situation or something. And so we kind of not let people shake which is horrible because we need to shake. That is resetting the central nervous system to get us back up into the upper echelon brain. Mm -hmm. So what happens if we don't shake? Well, we kind of get stuck in the reptilian brain. We are living and trying to function through that brain. And in that part of the brain, it doesn't handle logistics. And, of course, it has no emotional regulation, which is why you see people um, really out of control emotionally, a lot of anger management issues and things like that, because that part of the brain that they're in doesn't function for that. Mm-hmm. It needs to be up in the upper echelon brain. Mm-hmm. And so what we're able to do is utilize um, yoga therapy to actually help them release that trauma, helping them reset the central nervous system so they can spend more and more time in that upper echelon brain. 
mm. and to really help them reset the central nervous system. Mm-hmm. What specific yoga techniques would you start with someone who has either a clinical diagnosis of PTSD or if not an actual diagnosis, it has the symptoms and, um, you know, exhibits it? Well, um, it's a very slow flow type of situation. Um, there are times when I can speed it up. It all depends on if they have any physical injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it is a, it's a slow flow type of movement. Um, and we really focus in on um, certain muscle groups in the body that we know hold more trauma than others. Mm-hmm. And we really want to work those muscle groups to exhaustion. And when we do, they shake. The muscles shake. You know, have you ever gone to the gym and you've done leg day and you're oh, yeah. yelling? <laughs> Definitely with the shaking of the legs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that's what we want to do. We want to get these muscle groups to that point where they start to really shake. Um, now, sometimes people don't feel it. They don't even realize it's happening. And they're like, I didn't feel any shaking. Don't worry. How do you feel? Oh, I feel great. Yeah, it, it worked. <laughs> you might not have felt it, but it actually did happen. And, um, you know, it's kind of like chiropractic care. The more often you do it, the longer it starts to stick. Mm-hmm. And the longer and longer you spend in your upper echelon brain as opposed to back in the reptilian brain. Mm. So when you say shaking, it could be a very subtle shake. It doesn't have to be necessarily dramatic, like a muscle muscle exhaustion, like you would have from working out beyond capacity. Correct. Okay. So more of a vibration, even. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So if someone were coming to you and they said, "You know what? I've heard that yoga is really helpful for PTSD." And I've come through this traumatic assault or I've come through a traumatic uh, divorce breakup or when I had a difficult deployment and I'm back. Where would you take, like, what would be the first step that you would recommend for this person? Do you screen them to see if they have counseling? Do you do an intake? How would that start? Well, I definitely have an intake. Um, however, you know, I would also see, you know, are they seeking um, talk therapy? Because I'm not a talk therapist. My whole scope of practice is to move your body in a way to get you to release the trauma from the body and reset the central nervous system. Mm-hmm. So um, now that being said, I am a human, you know, and part of yoga is releasing. And if that means you need to sit on your mat one day and just talk to me, I can listen. And I'm going to guide you to go back to your talk therapist and unbox it with them. But sometimes you just need to get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, this is something that goes hand in hand with talk therapy. I do have some people who start with me first and then go to talk therapy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they need to release more of the, the trauma from their body before they feel like they have a handle and they can go and sit and talk. Mm-hmm. Um and then the other thing is, you know, are they on meds? Because mm-hmm. sometimes meds, either short-term or long-term, could be a, a real way of helping them kind of get through the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people need to be on it long-term. Um, sometimes 
it just needs to be short-term. It doesn't have to be a forever thing. I know some people are very adverse to taking meds, but um, it can really work for some people, you know, in the short term. Mm-hmm. So that would be, you know, one of the things I would really want to know. Who are you talking to? Are you taking any meds? You know, here's my intake. And, um, you know, do they want me to talk with their talk therapist? Do they want me to, you know, be in counsel with them or not? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Um, what do you feel about TBIs for people that have had the physical concussion or or a really traumatic brain injury how is that different than someone that you would work with that just has you know standard ptsd great question again first and foremost do they have any physical limitations um sometimes you know there are some physical limitations Uh, with tbis you know you could also be looking at balance issues um and things like that so first and foremost, you know, how am I going to be able to get this person safely on a mat? It might be in a chair, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. Um, so that's first and foremost. However, TBI, in a lot of respects, their symptoms and what have you mirror that of PTSD. Mm-hmm. And um, so... It, in, in some respects, it would be just the same. Mm. So the way they mirror each other. Otherwise, um, it, it would really be more about the physical at that point. What are they physically at? What can they do? What can they tolerate? Mm-hmm. And then do you work with um, their therapist? If they do have a licensed therapist, do you share information with them? Or is it completely separate? As long as the client um, signs releases that I am able to talk with them um, and my release so I can, you know, talk with them and they can talk with me, I am open to that. I think that is the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some therapists or talk therapists are not open Mm -hmm. to talking with me. Mm -hmm. That's that's their... No, they might have an overwhelming amount of caseload or something else. Yeah. Some other Um, reason or... I have a lot, uh, several therapists that I do work with hand in hand, and it's it's a great relationship. It's a great way to be able to help. That's wonderful. Um, can you explain the difference between yoga and yoga therapy? Yes. So there's, if you think of yoga as a big pie, and if you were to split the pie in half, on one side you have like fitness-based yoga. The stuff you're going to go into your gyms and do, um, maybe at your corner yoga studio. Um, You know, they've got great things like Ashtanga and Bikram and um, co-ed naked hot yoga and, you know, all kinds of fun stuff, aerial yoga, all kinds of fun stuff. And those folks, generally speaking, are really well-versed in what they're teaching. Um... However, on the other side, you have yoga therapy. And so not only most of us have started on the fitness side and then kind of branched over. And we kind of work with a particular group of people. I happen to work with people who have PTSD, trauma issues, um, TBIs, depression, anxiety, all of the stuff that goes with it. There is yoga therapy for you know, cardiac rehab 
and um, Parkinson's, um, CP, you you name it. Mm-hmm. I mean, cancer. Um, and we just work with a particular group of people, and we really help them to make a goal, whatever that goal is. Um, you know, for seniors, it's really being able to stand well, making sure that their um, balance is good. You know, um, yoga therapy for arthritis. I mean, there's, you know, whatever that goal is for that person in particular, um, we kind of help them get to that goal. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that you need to be in yoga therapy forever. Um, however, a lot of people find that they really like it mm-hmm. and that it's not as quickly paced as maybe a fitness-based. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, people stay for a season or for a reason or for life. Mm-hmm. And then can you tell some of the success stories that you've noticed that inspire you to do this work? Keeping an anonymity, of course. Of course, yes. Um, When I was working on post with the soldiers um, at the Warrior Transition Battalion, um, I had this one gentleman one day. um, You know, I get into the room... And I kind of have to read the room, kind of read the vibe. You know, everybody um, that day seemed a little tired and sluggish. And um, they had had um, an issue with a soldier earlier that week. And everybody was kind of down. And um, so I kind of took all of this into account. And I kind of read the vibe. And I said, you know, why don't we just do a body scan meditation? Why don't we just kind of keep it real low-key, just lay on your mat, and we're going to take a tour of your body. We're going to do a body scan. And so they were all about that. They thought that was a great idea. And so um, rule number one in my class is that, um, you know, in a lot of fitness-based yoga classes, when you get down to uh, Shavasana, which is final relaxation, you lay flat on your back, spread eagle, palms facing up and in my class that's you know for folks with PTSD that can be a little unnerving Mm -hmm. it's a little it's just a little too much and so my rule is you know however you want to lay for Shavasana I don't care you want to lay on your side you want to lay on your stomach you want a pillow you want a blanket I don't care Mm -hmm. you know um, if you snore I might nudge you but other than that (laughs) you know um I, I, there's no rule when it comes to Shavasana. So anyway, mm-hmm. I go through this body scan, and um, they all really enjoyed it, and they, they felt like it was really refreshing and kind of what they needed to help them recharge and kind of reset um, after the week that they had had as a whole, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was a really good vibe after they got up from it. And it was kind of a long one. It was a good, like, 40-minute body Mm -hmm. scan meditation that we did Mm -hmm. and this one gentleman came up to me afterwards and he said I've never taken a tour of my body and I said really they said you know I'm 56 years old and I've never been introduced to the parts of my body the way you introduced me to it Mm -hmm. he said that was 
really fascinating. I actually connected with parts of my body like I've seen them. I know that they are belong to me, but I never really paid any mind to them. Mm. You really introduced me to areas of my body that I just didn't have, have any awareness of. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you're 56 years old and this is the first time you've been introduced to your body? Yeah, in this new way. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I mean, I, it just blew me away. And then he said, you know, every day I have to go for this 20-minute treatment where I have to um, sit in this contraption they've got me in. And, um, you know, I just sit there and I don't do anything. Do you know of any ones that are online that I can listen to so I could, re- you know, do this every day? Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who, you know, he walked away with something so amazing and that he could utilize. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's so wonderful. So that was really very exciting. And then how about um, for the, the trauma and rape survivors and women of sexual assault? How can their lives be healed with yoga? Well... Again, most of them are, are, you know, suffering with undiagnosed PTSD, and PTSD is very difficult to diagnose. If you have a clinical diagnosis, that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. There are over, and there's hard to treat PTSD, too. Well, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like over 75 different symptoms that can make up a um, PTSD diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just what, how many of the 75 do you have, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's physical symptoms, there's obviously emotional symptoms, and you need somebody to really look at the whole picture, not just the physical and not just the emotional mental. When you look at the whole picture, then you're like, oh, I see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. You need somebody to look at the whole picture in order to get a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Again, most people are walking around with undiagnosed PTSD. Yeah. Um, when I was, I actually had a studio space, and this was before COVID. Um, I had a woman in my class, and um, she was a survivor like I was. And um, one night, she had a release, and she had an emotional release, and she was crying. And I cheered her on. Mm-hmm. And all of the other women in the class, because it was a ladies-only class, um, they cheered her on. Mm-hmm. Cry. Get it out. Release it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be carrying it. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. Just cry. She later emailed me, and she said that that was the most loving experience, that she did not felt, feel embarrassed that she felt good and Mm -hmm. she felt like it was accepted that she cry and and get it out. And she was just, um, she felt so loved at that moment. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, isn't that what it's all about? Mm -hmm. You know, having this really safe, sacred space to be able to have that kind of a release and reset. Mm -hmm. I think so. I definitely think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, working with women who are like me, I love it. Uh, it fills my well 
mm-hmm. to watch a woman make a shift on the mat. Um, you know, I'm just telling you how to move. You know, it, it's you in your body doing the work. I have very little to do with it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel comfortable sharing about your own trauma and how the specifics of yoga helped you heal, like the time frame, um, the symptoms that you saw improve, anything from your own personal case study? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that was really jarring for me was um, I could not watch a rape scene on TV or in a movie. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. Oh, understandable. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was in a te- yoga teacher training class. And I had decided to take these teacher training classes on PTSD uh, because I I lived here at Fort Riley, right outside of Fort Riley, Kansas. They had the Warrior Transition Battalion. It's a huge retirement and active duty military community. And I figured this would be a great place for me to bring this back to. Mm-hmm. I was about halfway through the first day of class, and I realized, oh, crap. I need to work on me first. I hadn't realized how much my PTSD was really holding me back. Mm-hmm. And um, one of those things was, you know, watching TV or movies that had rape scenes. Um, being out at night, uh, I was always afraid to be out at night by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, going to my car, getting into my car, uh, things like that. And so I was living really in in a very big bubble because I, you know, didn't want to upset my apple cart, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I still don't really like to be out at night by myself. However, I will do it, Mm -hmm. which is a big step since before I wouldn't really do it at all unless I had to. Mm -hmm. Now I'm more apt to do it. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I can now actually watch attack scenes on movies or TV. And be okay. Like, separate yourself. And I'm, yeah. Mm, that's a very measurable state of healing that you can, yeah, not be triggered. Absolutely. And that is just like, wow. Um, but there are other things that I'm okay doing. Uh, for me, when I go in to take a shower, I shut and lock my bedroom door. Mm-hmm. I just feel safe doing that Mm -hmm. and you know that's okay i mean what's somebody gonna do take away my birthday for that yeah (laughs) do you live by yourself or do you have anyone else in the house i do have someone else in the house yes you know i I have a family so um do you trust them i do the only thing i'd be thinking of is just you know my accidental nature in case you fell in the shower and you needed help it would be harder if the door was locked. This is absolutely true. However, <laughs> generally when I shower, everyone is gone. Oh, okay. At point in the morning. Okay. And so I am home alone. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I, I even, you know, home alone, I would lock the door. Oh, and sure. If, yeah. if people are home, I generally don't actually. I will close the door but not lock it. If mm-hmm. I'm home alone, I lock it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You know, but there are some people who don't even close the door. 
Um, and I felt really guilty about that. I felt bad about it. Like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? And I was like, you know, who cares? Yeah, no, it's safe. <laughs> it's you safe. know, I mean, really, who cares? Like I said, is somebody going to take away my birthday because I do that? No. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's not putting you in further danger, then that's fine. Yeah. Because some people do fall in the shower, they faint, and then it's harder, you know, to get them. Right. Absolutely. I just think of that. You know, if that's the case, I mean, yeah, you have to do it. It seems like it's your pacifying tool to make you feel safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and is it hurting anybody? Is it putting anybody out? No. And I think that as survivors, we have to give ourselves some grace, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think people have like those gimmicks or things that they do to kind of I think it's a probably a mind game that we're playing to just kind of give us a sense of self-control, you know, control over environment. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah, of course. Let's see. I'm looking. You've gone so deep in all these wonderful topics. Um who would be, if at all, contraindicated for yoga therapy, in your opinion? Or is there no limits to yoga therapy contraindications? I think the contraindications would really come into whether someone can be in a class setting or they need to be one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are people who are too easily triggered, um, might be in a you know, a, a state uh, of disassociation or what have you, um, where they're spending more time there than in the present, um, that might really need to be more one-on-one than in a class setting. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as physical limitations, um, I mean, I've worked with folks who have cancer. I've worked with folks who have been hooked up to IVs, um, in wheelchairs, amputees. I, I mean... And yoga is a very broad term. Mm-hmm. Yoga can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that there is any real contraindications as long as everything is taken into, um, you know, into mind what that person needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. Helpful. Where could people find you? Can you give us your Instagram handle and website? I'm like a bad penny. I keep coming up under trauma healing yoga. Oh, okay. So I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, I do run two free groups on Facebook. One is for survivors only. The other is for um, everyone else who has um, generalized PTSD. Um, the survivors are only for women. Mm-hmm. Um, website is um, traumahealingyoga.com. Mm-hmm. But I'm like a bad penny. YouTube, everything, trauma healing yoga. Mm. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, and that's fine to have, you know, just a women's group too. I mean, I'm sure there are qualified yoga therapists out there that can help men that have been abused as well for their issues. Um, yes, I'm sure that there is. Um, I only yeah. work with women. Yeah, there can um, be In the groups. generalized PTSD, I work with men and women. Oh, okay. 
Interesting. That's good. I think that'd probably make sense to have separate groups for that. Well, yeah. Um, you know, that person, maybe, even sometimes people can be triggered just by the very presence. So exactly. I think they're, yeah. yeah I mean, I think even therapists understand that at times, you know, a gender specific group is, is appropriate. Yeah. For safety. However, I do know of a therapist that does work with men who have been sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have references um, if there is a man out there who needs some help. Yeah, because I think, isn't the statistic now one in four women and one in six men are assaulted or boys or, you know, at some point in their life? Well, and here's the really sad thing. You know, they say it's one in four women. We actually think it's one out of every two. Oh, okay. Due to underreporting. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe they can only say what is actually factually reported. That's true. Right. And so for men, it's probably pretty close to the same because I'm sure that there are a lot less men who would want to report it, Mm -hmm. whether it be young boys or men. So it's it's rampant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not. I'm very, very, very clued into the reality of human beings, definitely. And we need definitely more therapists and more um, avenues for people to get help so that they don't end up repressing all that and having negative behaviors, negative habits. Yeah. Well, thank well, you. And it just kind of trickles down the family tree. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you got to stop the cycle. Yeah, it turns into programming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just kind of makes me wonder sometimes, like, are pedophiles made or are they learned and taught? It's kind of confusing. You know, it's, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not I'm not an expert in that field, but I feel like the energy healing, whether it's yoga, um, meditation, or other types of energy healing to help stop that pattern and that vibration, and, you know, I think is really crucial to the picture of healing. Yeah. Absolutely, and healing comes in different forms, looks like different things. Um, you know, yoga may not be your stick. Mm-hmm. Whoever maybe meant, um, oh gosh, karate or anything like that, um, martial arts, um, maybe running. I know people who love to run, and that is their thing. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be yoga, although I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um it can be something else, and it's maybe more about finding what works for you. Um, there is no silver bullet. There is no one way to heal. Yeah, but I like your approach with yoga. It's also normalized in the culture, so it's a good doorway. Mm-hmm. It may be even more normalized in therapy in some ways, so that could be a doorway for people to get help. Well, thank you so much, Anissa, for this interview and letting people know how they can reach you and Um, the Facebook groups, and I hope people reach out. I hope so, too. Thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and you have a good rest of your day. You, too. Thank you.